I'm joined today with Dr. Susan Windley-Dost, and she is part of that staff. And so welcome, doctor. How are you? I'm well. How are you today? I'm great. It's good to have you with us today. And I know that uh, you're, you're really new to the staff within just about a year. Is that right? That's right. Yes. So uh, you kind of have the I, I I've read your I've read your bio and I I know I know that you've been in other places you've taught yeah. you've taught places so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, yeah, for uh, I'm married uh, to Jerry and I uh, have five kids, and I'm also a doctor of theology. I actually uh, most of my life I've spent in the classroom at uh, University of St. Thomas first in the Twin Cities for five years and then St. Mary's University here in Winona for another eighteen. And, you know, the reason that I ended up here, um, I wasn't really expecting it, and I wasn't necessarily planning for it in any way, but God had a plan. Mm. and um, As he always does. As he always does, <laughs> right? <laughs> I thought I knew what that plan was, but right. I was wrong. Right. <laughs> no, you know, I was really happy in my teaching. I loved doing it, and I still love doing mm-hmm. it. I, I love college students in general. Uh, just that age group is just a really special time of life they're mm-hmm. really looking for. Um, meaning and purpose in their life and to teach them theology at that particular point is just, wow, that's great. Um, but one of the things that I was realizing over this like 22 year career in teaching was that our young people, um, and including those coming to Catholic schools were, um, more and more drifting away from their faith. Mm-hmm. So they were taking these classes, honestly, because they had to, um, they, they were requirements. Um, and there were always students who were really involved in their faith, but they were just getting to be fewer and fewer. And the more I got to know these students, I would even have them um, write something called a spiritual autobiography in one of my classes. You know, they'd tell me their story, and it was just heartbreaking, you know, increasingly heartbreaking because, you know, I love these students mm-hmm. uh, and good people at heart, but they were increasingly just not seeing God as a real actor in their lives, right? When I would ask them questions like, where has God been active in your life to this point? They would just look at me and say, hmm. It's like, you know, I I don't know, right? Mm -hmm, right. They couldn't answer that question. Now, they could answer my questions about theology. It's like, this is what this means. This is what this means. But they couldn't apply it to their lives. So I was praying about this at one point because it was really very disturbing. Uh, And finally... uh, you know, the Lord said to me, it's like, you know, this is like the Good Samaritan story. Mm-hmm. And I just went, what? <laughs> How is this like the Good Samaritan story? And it's like, well, these people are bleeding on the side of the road and you're not doing anything for them. Mm-hmm. And I just went, what? <laughs> it's like, I am. I really think I am. I'm, you know, I'm teaching them. Uh, I'm, I'm doing what I can. It's like, I, I just don't understand why they can't pick themselves up and get themselves to church. And... You know, the Lord basically told me um, straight up, it's like, you know, why do you think people this injured can actually get themselves to a church on their own? And that was really my insight. Uh, that's like, you know, these people certainly need education, but they also need evangelization. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was not providing. And I wasn't positive that I really could in my role as a college professor, at least in a really direct way Mm -hmm. that I felt like the Lord was calling me to. And so when I opened myself up to that possibility, I'm not kidding, I got a phone call (laughs) from the diocese. like, would you consider like leaving teaching and doing this instead? It's like, wow. Yeah. Um, Sure. 
So that's why I'm here. Yes. <laughs> so now I'm all I'm all evangelization all the time. Yes. <laughs> and it's great. Well, that's, that's totally awesome. love how the Holy Spirit works in that. And, yeah. and what a gift you have been to our diocese thus far. It's just a gift to have you with us and, and leading us and teaching us under, of course, Bishop Quinn. So yeah. what a gift you are. Thank you. Thank yes. you, Father. Father Father Buren's here with us, and I'm Michael Goldsmith. We're talking with Dr. Susan Winley Doust about evangelization. And just looking at this from a particular thing, we, we're all called to uh, evangelize, right? Sure, you know, absolutely. So, so where, where do you, in your, in your thoughts and with, you know, being a theologian, and, sure. and where, where does that kind of lead in and where does that kind of begin for all of us? You know, it begins at our baptism, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, evangelization is rooted in our baptism and we are given the capacity to do this because we are baptized brothers and sisters of God. Um, so when people say it's like, you know, it's the job of the priest or, you know, if only we had more religious sisters or that sort of thing, it's like, well, you know, it is everybody. It's all those people's jobs, but it's also ours, right? We're, we're I mean, priest, prophet, and king at our baptism. Exactly, exactly. And so people don't realize the power that they have inherent within themselves, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, part of uh, what happens when we're baptized is we become temples of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? And if we really took that seriously, it's like, wow, the Holy Spirit lives inside of me, right? And the Holy Spirit is the evangelizer par excellence. I mean, uh, the Holy Spirit was given to the apostles to help carry out the Great Commission. It's like, you know, we're part of that. We're very much part of that. That did not end in the book of Acts, right? right. Our baptism really just sort of grafts us into that call. So we're all called to evangelize. And, you know, it sounds like a scary word to lots of people, but it's basically sharing the message that God is love and that Jesus Christ is Lord Mm -hmm. and he calls us to him. Right. right. It just starts there. Right. It's such right. a beautiful truth because so many people have distorted love. And right. when mm. we get back to the source of love and the truth that comes with that, yeah. you know, you are hitting the nail right on the head with our baptism. So, right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But we're called to be built up and through that. That's why the church has the infant baptism, where mm-hmm. the, the first teachers being mm-hmm. the domestic church, the, mm-hmm. the, the mother and the father the godparents but then also calling in the greater church when it's that's why i think of baptism is so beautiful when it's done within the liturgy because it's calling everybody into that you absolutely know, as a pastor i see the the giftedness of that of of having all of us in the pew and sometimes we can become stagnant in our faith mm-hmm. and having this witness of a baptism uh, within the context of the sunday mass uh, gives the rest of us an opportunity to again renew that baptismal promise because we we pray that prayer with the mm-hmm. godparents with the parents on behalf of their child and and we also then renew our baptismal promises and and uh, what is beautiful is every time we we gather in in the life of the church and we dip our hand in the holy water and we make the sign of the cross we're recalling that baptism yeah yeah no it's fantastic i mean when, whenever we have an opportunity to um participate and witness the sacrament that we've already mm-hmm. received i mean it's a real grace it's right. a real grace it, it's, it's we're not just viewing we're not it, it's not entertainment but it reminds us who we are Yes. And who we're called to that be. participation is key there. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for tuning in to Real Presence Live. And I'm Michael Goldsmith, and I'm with Father Tim Buren from St. Charles. And we're talking with Dr. Susan Winley Doust from the diocese. And she is uh, the evangelization. What's, what's your exact title? It's Director of Missionary Discipleship. Mm-hmm. Okay, but 
So evangelization within the life of discipleship, right? right? So you're building that, yes. Yes. So do you go out and speak and and do all this kind of things, or do you what 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 what's involved in your in your position? It's an awful lot, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You know, half of my position is really dedicated to trying to offer some things as a diocese Mm -hmm. um, that couldn't quite be handled by a parish in and of themselves. It's sort of bigger ideas. Um, like reaching out to particular populations and it's kind of, you know, how do we reach this population that is not yet heard? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 the good news of the gospel. But the other half of my job is really working with parishes and being a consultant to them in all kinds of ways to sort of walk alongside them and think about, you know, how do we become an evangelizing parish? How do we become a parish that's full of intentional disciples that are really able to believe that Jesus is Lord and are empowered to bring that news to the people that they know out in the rest of the town? Mm -hmm. I can say from experience, uh, Dr. Susan, that, uh, when you presented to us last year in one of the parishes and several of the church leaders got together, you gave us different examples and ideas. And from your presentation, our parish council then began to discuss uh, forming intentional disciples, the path to knowing and following Jesus. Uh, and so that has been a wonderful resource for us and, and to begin that discussion. And what's interesting is what we've unpacked from that is a need to... And this actually flows out of your, your concept of baptism. We need to go back to being... Uh, people of hospitality, of reaching out, you know, and can you say a little bit about that hospitality key? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think hospitality is the thing that we tend to um, ignore when we think about evangelization, because it's like, oh, we're doing that already. It's like, let me promise you as a Southerner, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I love the upper Midwest. It's become my home. Um, But you know, we don't really have a culture of hospitality. And by that, I mean a a generosity to outsiders, right? I mean, people in the upper Midwest tend to be naturally very reserved. um, And and there's nothing wrong with that. There truly isn't. But on the other hand, as church, we're really called in the gospel and throughout the Old Testament very directly to be generous to the Mm -hmm. outsider, right? So how do we do that as a parish? You know, how do we think about what we're doing and how it looks on the outside? It's hard to do, honestly, right? I mean, we're, we're used to seeing it on the inside. It's hard to get a different lens on that. But that's what I encourage people to do. So, you know, one of the things that I really encourage parishes to do is, especially around here, is to feel like they're overdoing it a bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's very good to say it that way. Right. I mean, just feel like you're overdoing it a bit. It's like if somebody really thinks that you are, I guess they'll probably tell you. But right. the reality is, I mean, people are going to forgive you for being over-enthusiastic. And the more likely, they're they're just going to be charmed. They're, they're going to be, say, it's like, wow, these people are happy yeah. and joyful. What's going on with them? It's like they really believe what that, the, you know, what they're here to celebrate it, this these are all good things yeah. you know? <laughs> Negati- negativity can be you know push people away just automatically but having yeah. that positive energy really draws people into it now whether yeah. or not it's over the bo- you know like you're saying overboard still they're drawn into that so. you know what it's never overboard if it's uh, not fake okay exactly so, so that's I'm what really i really just, just encourage <laughs> people to sort of dig deep down right. and it's kind of you know think about the good gift that God has given us, you mm-hmm. know, every time that we go to Mass, it's kind of, I mean, for crying out loud, it's a miracle every day, right. okay? yeah. <laughs> you know, and if we really tapped into that, mm-hmm. you know, right? I mean, you know, 
our, our, our circumstances in life may be difficult, but the joy of the Lord really never ends. Exactly. And to really try to operate out of that rather than, you know, what you left at home right. and the difficulty of getting the church on time and all of that. I mean, I, I've been there. I live it. But um, that's what hospitality is. It's really that operating Absolutely. out of joy. You know, and when, with that operating out of joy, we're going to be able to contact most of the people that we're trying to reach so they can become discipleship makers themselves at the Sunday liturgy. Right. And so we definitely want to make sure that we're key in, in receiving them and welcoming them and letting mm-hmm. everybody know. Because what can happen, especially, I'm a, I'm a farm kid, so I, I know mm-hmm. that we become comfortable with those that are around us. Mm-hmm. Right. And if there's somebody new that's coming just to check us out or kind of to, to explore, sometimes that's not received in in that regard and so we we I, I love everything you're doing and and Thanks. and dr. Susan the way that you present uh, this opportunity to all of us is done in such a joyful way yourself mm-hmm. so you are living it out <laughs> yeah. that is a, it's a beautiful gift we're so blessed here Thank in the you. Diocese of Winona I can Rochester see the spirit I can see the spirit through here it's awesome so <laughs> it's just really great well now I'm blushing thank yes. you <laughs> But it's God's spirit and not mine. So yes. thank you for that. Well, we just have another minute here. So can you uh, tell us about uh, uh, an event that's coming up? Uh, Alpha, is that right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so in Rochester tomorrow at Pax Christi Parish, uh, we invited Alpha to go ahead and do a training. And this is an Alpha in a co- Catholic context training. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't heard about Alpha, you could certainly look it up online uh, Alpha USA, Rochester, Minnesota training, you will get to it, but it's a process that really helps us understand how to be that hospitality people. What Uh, what time is it tomorrow? Nine to three. And you can come and uh, register at the door. So there's room there just to come. Yeah. If, if you haven't yet. So, yeah, it's That's Pox right. Christie in Rochester. It's on the north side of town. That's right. Uh, it's by St. James Coffee. So if it you've is. been there, you know where that is. And so thanks so much for being with us this morning. We oh, really appreciate it. I look forward to having more to talk with you about.